to episode 38 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. I'm here with my co-host as always, the world famous Michael Barman. World famous? <laughs> Coming famous? Well, there is someone in China that's been pinging, pinging the East Point Track Club's uh, <laughs> card for Taylor Swift albums and everything for t- $21.99 or $29.99. You know you guys got to do? Just shake it off. <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess I am world famous when you include that. Um, all right, we're here, episode 38. It sounds a little hot, so I'm going to just make one quick adjustment. I wasn't sure if it was my headphones or if it was your settings. Uh, I think it's my settings. Let's change this one. That's the wrong one. Um, outputs. There we go. All right, so live, episode 38. Um, let's uh, start off on a, a bit of a somber note. You're uh, one of the East Point Track Club lost a member this past week. Well, the Dick Lane Velodrome. Dick Lane, sorry, Dick Lane Velodrome. And usually we call it Dick Lane Velodrome Family. Yes. And then the East Point Track Club to try to help uh, uh, certain people in certain parts of the country or town consider them to be the same thing. But Pete Antonovich likes us to make sure that we do our best to divide that. Um. I don't. I didn't know Jackie very well. I mean, I met her last year, and I've probably seen her on the track several over the last couple of years. But um, you know, I had a, a couple of quick conversations with her last year about the youth program there because she, as far as I understood, was the person who ran it or helped with training the kids. And yeah, uh, she moved into more. She moved into uh, managing the youth cycling league um, about maybe three seasons ago or so as some other folks had stepped back. Um, uh, she did a fantastic job with the young people. She did a fantastic job at the pro races, um, getting the kids uh, <coughs> their bikes and racing. It's a huge undertaking at the pro race, getting those 20 to 25 kids, uh, if not more, settled and in their places and uh, make sure no one gets hurt or crashes or does anything that uh, that might... Uh, that, that might that might uh, either get have the child have the youth cycling league get in the way of that a- other athletes that are racing, or the athletes <laughs> staying out of the way and letting the youth cycling league have their moment. So, um, I know I saw Scott's post maybe Tuesday or Wednesday of last week or Thursday whenever it happened. I I know I saw Andy Bailey's post. I saw. Uh, uh, several other people that you know, obviously connected with on Facebook. Um, did you? You said you wanted to tell a Jackie story. It, well, well, tell people what happened because uh, I know most people know her. Or well, there are a couple of there are a couple of AJC articles mm-hmm. um, <coughs> uh, from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. One is from Mark Davis uh, back in two thousand fourteen, which talks about um, she was having some difficulties when she was on the UHC women's cycling pro cycling team with the right side of her body and it ended up being a cancerous brain tumor wow um so they successfully removed that and uh, through chemotherapy 
Um, she was recovered and had, uh, I believe she got to over four years, clean bill of health. Um, so that was the original article from Mark Davis. And then the AJC just published another article recently, um, which is dated April 20th, uh, April 26th. Uh, from Ben Brash and talks about how Jackie was open to make it to 30, which she did by four months. Wow. So it's, a, <clears throat> it's a sad time for all of us. Um, you know, it's... Uh, Especially with the event coming up this weekend. With the event coming up, uh, she does coach the... Uh, she previously coached the Mission Source Juniors team and had been doing that role. Um, unfortunately, um, I believe she had gone back to... Duke Medical um, to try to uh, have the same treatment that she had before, and I don't think things uh, worked out as well. Yeah. Well, obviously they didn't work out as well as they did the first time, uh, but I think it was a little bit surprising that um, that there wasn't more that could be done, and um, I don't I don't think <clears throat> uh, you know it's all, always always tough in those situations. Sure. Did you want to tell a story or? Well, I did want to. Um, well, I've known uh, Jackie's from Florida. She raced for the University of Florida um, for 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 her time there, and I did get to know her through some of the Florida female athletes that were very upset with me about how I was running some of the women's races at some of our <laughs> Georgia, Georgia Tech events. And I know, a big surprise. Um, unfortunately, we did have some. We had <clears throat> we had to shorten a couple of the women's races over the years. Uh, due to the police officers only being with us for a certain amount of time, I got to know Jackie a little bit that through the through those women, and then uh, she was racing at the track quite a bit um, before heading out on the road. And I remember actually being at the Exergy tour in Idaho uh, when I was wrenching for the Colavita women's team, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember Jackie just being off the Kristen Armstrong. She was on Kristen Armstrong's team. And Kristen Armstrong had her take off and just bury herself before the Moglione climb in order to it just in order to kind of weaken up the other teams before before they got there. And it was um, it was very impressive uh, her effort and her professionalism to the sport and taking her job and doing it diligently was super impressive. And I remember that day thinking, "Wow, she really, really, really." does her job very well. That's cool. And I'm, you know, uh, it'll be interesting on, um, I know there'll be a, it'll be a bit somber there for a little while on Saturday during the, the Kieran, but, um, you know, she'll be missed. And the, the one interaction I had with her, she was super nice to me and she really enjoyed teaching those kids, which was kind of neat. Definitely. Um, all right. So, uh, on to uh, some recaps of the world of cycling from this week. Uh, we had the Tour of Romandy ended yesterday. 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 Sunday. Um, Six-day stage race, prologue, five stages. Um, it looked like when I'm doing my recap, we had five or six different uh, – we had six different winners Every stage day. winners. Stage winners. Bling won the time trial by one second. <laughs> Michael Matthews <laughs> right up front from Sunweb. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, he uh, he uh, dropped out of the uh, he dropped out of uh, did not start on the second time trial. So I guess he felt like he got enough out of the out of what he needed. Is to he going to be in the Giro? No, I believe he's going to be in the Tour. Ah. He's actually the uh, he'll be defending Green Jersey 
uh, and Juice <laughs> Twins from last year because of the be, probably because of the incident between Mark Cavendish, Cavendish and Peter Sagan. Peter Sagan. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can guarantee you, Peter Sagan will not get thrown out of this tour. De oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, we had on stage one Omar, Omar Frail from Astana one. Mm-hmm. Uh, stage two Thomas DeGent. Mm-hmm. One of my I love Thomas DeGent. Yes, he's a good rider. Um, <laughs> I said this to you when I was writing it down. Stage three. This guy's name's a mouthful. Um, Egan Arley Bonal Gomez from <laughs> Team Sky. Yep. Team Cheaters. Team, team Cheaters. <laughs> um, Jacob Fuglesong. From Astana, won stage four. He won. Uh, he won. I believe they did five mountains that day. Didn't Wait. finish on a mountaintop, but it did. Uh, it was definitely a great warm up for the for the Giro in that stage, and really kind of brought everybody to the fore who was climbing well. Astana's uh, had a good showing this spring. Well, if you remember, uh, Vinokorov had said that no one had gotten Funny. paid by yes. March. It's amazing how your team withholding funds all of a sudden allows you the superhero ability to win a bit more than you would have. So uh, Friday night, hey guys, uh, we're out of funds again for the next three weeks. You better race your asses off. Team managers are known to do what team managers are known to do. Uh, and then overall winner, uh, Primrose, Primrose Roglic mm-hmm. from Lotto Jumbo. And that name, if you guys listen to any of the Tour de France coverage we did last year, he won a stage of the Tour de France. Yep. And I, I said, he's from Slovenia. You said, there's, no, he's from Slovakia. <laughs> and we had that argument. And I think Todd Muller was in the background saying, Slovenia? No one's won a stage from Slovenia since like 1997. <laughs> That's true. Um, interesting story about this guy. And I don't know if we talked about it back in the Tour because we might not have known it. I don't think so. The guy was an Olympic ski jumper? Yes. Winter sport ski jumper I from Slovakia. If I Slovenia, Slovenia. If I remember correctly, I might have seen a video today of him cross country skiing. Oh, is he a cross country skier? I don't no, know. he's a ski jumper. Ski jumper. But I saw him oh, skiing like, like cross training. Cross training. I can um, see him doing that. Overall, does this this race is this a tune up for the Giro? Is this some a- people are using it for race miles for the Tour de France, like Garrett Thomas and Richie Port. Um, and then other people are are that have been underraced are using it to get ready for the Giro. There's one week. Um, well, with um, with Roman D being in Switzerland, it's very close to Italy, anyways. So I believe all the riders for the Giro have to be in Italy on Tuesday for their flights. A lot of their equipment has already flown to Italy or to Israel Mm -hmm. uh, today. And then I believe the teams arrive in Israel on Tuesday and they'll be there all the way till Friday. For an event like that, do they... And I think I might have asked this a couple months ago when we we found out that... That's fine. We're on episode 38. It's hard to keep track of. Yeah. Do they do they run like two sets of team equipment for that event? Like send something, um, send some Israel, and then somebody stays behind and gets it back to head, headquarters. Well, and then the, they have everything the Giro, set up. The Giro is responsible for getting the, the stuff to and from to and from. And uh, usually, when they travel to the Middle East, they use different vehicles than they. So they don't drive the team cars or the team bus that you see because it's um, only two three days. Two or three days, so they don't usually take that stuff. 
so usually they have the Jiro is already and this would obviously come out of Israel's fee for being able to host the beginning of the of the Jiro. Uh, they they have I believe when I read the article that I believe it's uh, each team has a um, some sort of camper or minibus and dedicated and then the two team cars that they would usually have in the race. Um, are um, are usually rental fleet vehicles uh, that are built specifically for the purpose, and usually, usually the Giro has the a rack company come and, and outfit it with all the racks and such. Is um, what was I going to ask? I forgot. Oh, is is there a, a day break between the travel from Israel to Italy? Or they, no? Usually, when there's a very long transfer, like Ireland to. Um, when they're in Ireland, or I forget which other grand tour did it. Um, also, which is part of the reason Didn't that they really the like to start in London, like a couple years ago. Yeah, usually they uh, they do two or three days of racing. Sometimes I think they start on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think in Yorkshire, and then do a Monday, and then day off. Monday they get an extra day off. So every Monday of the uh, is a is a day off mm-hmm. on those grand tours where they do a lot of traveling like that. Well, they so they'll do Saturday, Sunday, Monday in, in Israel. I think just Saturday and Sunday, unless the time travel oh, is Friday. Excuse me. Um, I can't remember um, what day it starts. Whether it's Friday or Saturday, I think it probably starts on Friday. Is there going to be so after after like let's say they leave let's say they do Friday or Saturday Sunday, right? Do they go, so that they fly out, obviously they fly out Sunday night after this. No, stage. they'll sleep in Israel and then have a nice relaxed morning, Euro-style Euro morning, and then fly at like 11 or noon in Italy by 2 or 3. And ride by, like, be on the bike by like 5 maybe. Yeah, some teams might ride. Some or they might teams, ride in the morning. Some teams might not. And then usually they'll have a late stage start the next day. Um, so, so I think most people would probably ride in the afternoon and there'd probably be bikes stationed already there when they got back. So they wouldn't have to be built or disassembled. Or is, uh, coverage of this race is it on, t- is going to be on NBC sports? Uh, no, I don't believe the Giro is. I think you got to do the flow bikes. It's going to be on BN. Uh, I it was on BN a couple of years I ago. I believe it is on BN. Okay. Um. In Spanish or in English? Uh, well, usually the, the Robbie McEwen coverage. Usually the usually the Jiro is one that I actually um, use my iPad to uh, uh, to watch the RAI coverage uh, or one of the Eurosport coverages. That's much better than our American our American coverage. Um, all right, so you've you've got a bunch of notes here. Do you want to do the Jiro preview or do you want to do the notes? Well, let, we can. Well, let's finish out. Match. Let's just uh, we can finish out Romney. You know, it's odd that Richie Port came out today and was actually putting pressure on Jim Oshowitz to find a sponsor for him because he wants to have his contract next year. Totally selfish move. You know, obviously Oshowitz has been working on this, and mm-hmm. I wonder if this isn't kind of a ploy. You know, Richie, if you want to stay with us, stay with us, or if you want to go, go, because that actually saves them that couple of million euros not having Richie, and if he's not interested in helping and he wants to complain about he hasn't really done anything. This, that's the other side. Rich Port needs to be worried about not crashing in the Tour de France and needs to worry about his results and not about what the team management's yeah, doing. Has he finished the Tour de France since he left Sky? No. 
I don't think he's moved. I don't think he's finished a Grand Tour since he left. And he was what was he second or third a couple times? Yeah, as Froome's as Froome's uh, cohort. Uh, you've got here Sky and BMC out. Imagine a world where Sky and BMC aren't in the world tour. Well, for two different reasons, though. Yes. I think BMC survives if they let him go. I think they'll survive anyways. Well, maybe a year or two. I think they already have the funds. They probably have the reserve funds already for at least a full season. Right. Um, so, but obviously no team manager wants to, it's like playing poker. Yeah. You know, if, if someone knows you have it, and that might be part of the reason why it's taking so long, is because people know that the team probably does have the resources resources to do this. But I could definitely see it playing out where BMZ decides they don't want to play any longer, and Auschwitz decides that, you he know... doesn't want to play any longer. Yeah, that it's... It, I can't believe... I, I can't, Look at what we built, and I can't believe we don't... We can't get a sponsor to do this with us. And then Sky could implode with the Chris Froome. And, Not could. And, and Is going to. Right. And so it would be fantastic. It would be a real... Because then there would be two world tour spots open for pro continental teams to move up. And then you look at a team like Sunweb, which just renewed with their sponsor indefinitely that is doing things differently where they have a full women's program, they have a yep. full men's program, they're very holistic. Um, their riders like Tom DeMoulin is, has quotes like, I don't need to see these climbs, I don't do recon, it takes a lot of time out of my family life. You know, it sounds like someone's gotten their head screwed on, on straight in those old days of, of, of Postal and all that crap is just starting to, is just starting to fade away. And it's not the way people want to race any longer. And it's great. Well, it's great to see. You know, six hours on a bike a day is enough. True. I mean, uh, you know, or, or eight hours a day, whatever you're doing. That, that's a normal job. Right. You know, by the time you're off the bike after riding for that long, you've got to be just absolutely gassed. Yes. You know, it, I, I struggle with being on the bike for four hours. You know, I did it once last summer and the day was shot. Yes. <laughs> And it wasn't a hard a hard day on the bike. <laughs> I did the Silver Comet for four hours. Right. You know, we were, Joe and I rode sixty miles, whatever it was, sixty three miles. I can't remember. But by the time I got home, I'm like, I got, I can't do anything at this point. Right. I'm useless. Yeah. And well, you know, when when Froome goes to Tenerife for four weeks, <laughs> you know, yes, he brings his family in for a couple of days out of the week. But those days are just. I think he's, I think he's about to have Port, a lot more family time. Rich, so Richie Port's I think starting to realize that he's under under raced and he's not going as well as these other people. And I I have a feeling as the tour he's going to he's going to be under raced going in, um, and it's going to be very difficult for him to to have an overall result. So how do you fix that? Race. But, Race more. Okay, so he he obviously can't do the Giro at this point. No, he's just doing Switzerland. So the idea would have been to race more. It's hard for so Richie. So he'll do the Me. Dauphiné yeah. and maybe a couple other races in between. No, he's just doing Switzerland. He's not doing the Dauphiné. So the Tour of Switzerland. Yeah. How many days is that? Seven? Uh, ten? It might be ten. It might be It might be a week and a half. might be nine. Um, but is that But enough? the idea, you know, for Richie, it's a little bit more challenging because he does like to go well at the Tour Down Under where he's from in Australia. And then he takes a break. 
and then he had some poor health when he came back to Europe. But that's not to be, you know, <laughs> and that's part of the reason Michael Matthews lives in Europe full time and just goes back for some holiday. Um, and so, so I mean, Richie really needs to, to decide whether he wants to, to focus on doing the tour down under and doing well there or whether he should just do it as a holiday and then break into a true European season. And I think you'll see him, if he gets fourth or fifth this year, then he gets a contract with another team, I think you'll see him race a whole lot more in the springtime getting ready. Well, I think it could, it could be just disagreement with team management as well. And another Richie team does, is coming in and say, R- hey, you need when, to do this. When Richie went to BMC, it was he had the blank card in whether TJ was a co-leader, whether he... He was the. Re- they want to win the Tour de France again. They wanted to win the Tour de France before Mr. Reese passed away. Again, and it didn't happen. And he has carte blanche on that team, and he can. He gets to do whatever he wants race schedule wise. How's TJ Oops. looking right now? TJ actually got 18th in the uphill time trial um, in Romandie, so that's a good result. That's a pretty well good. Well, in one of the other spring races, he's I been saw. doing. He's been doing his work. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Again, he's just got to stay on the bike. Yes, is he in the Giro or is he in the Tour? I believe he's in the Tour. So we got one American in the Tour this year at least. Uh, maybe. Well, Taylor, the, uh, oh, Taylor uh, Finney? Taylor Finney and some of the, uh, some of the younger uh, people on, uh, on uh, EF Education, uh, Draypack, will have three or four probably Americans on their team. You got uh, Sunweb on the rise. Yeah, we, t- we talked about. Okay. Yeah, I kind of hit on some of these through all of it. Rohan Dennis? Looks good for the Giro. It'll be interesting to see. He'll just be following Demoulin to see if he can kind of climb that well. It's kind of see, weird to see Garrett Thomas not riding that well, but he is focusing on the tour. Um, it's kind of odd, you know. The sky, the sky guys aren't near as strong as they were previously. They're not necessarily knocking it out of the park um, like they were. And there is some young talent. I think uh, his name's Benal, was second place at Romandy. Uh, lost to, he's a Colombian. Pretty pretty new. Egan Arley Benal Gomez. Go, well, <laughs> the who mouthful. Knows, who knows what last name is that? Is that so um, so the, um, it, it, it's kind of, kind of refreshing to see that maybe someone got busted for doing something that they shouldn't have, and maybe they're not doing that those procedures any longer for everyone, so that'd be nice. To, it, it's good. To, it's good to see. Good to see fresh, right. fresh people moving up. So, um, what's two two system? The TUE system is in the news because there's a Astana, a previous Astana rider that oh uh, that okay, I know is, the story. <clears throat> yeah, is talking about. Is talking about the fact that he would make up illnesses to, to, get, to get out of racing. Yes, to get corticoids um, yeah. and other drugs to help him during his race I did time. See that story. And Astana immediately said because he wasn't on Astana for two or three seasons. Astana immediately said they would sue anyone who threatened their brand. Well, he, they also said they were going to try and recoup some of the two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yes, this guy basically stole from them. Well, he didn't steal. Right. The Astana doctor had to approve his TUE also. So, I I really try to, sometimes I try to think about un-Americanize myself in the mm-hmm. worldview. And I think you do some of this also, especially with soccer or some of the, 
try to look and see how Russia views us as a soccer competitor or how a Russian state like like um, uh, Astana's out of Kazakhstan. How does Kazakhstan view the United States? And then when I started to think about that, and gosh, it seems like every time the Russians feel or a Russian uh, Russian area uh, a From Russian, Russian area Republic. For, yeah exactly so part of the USSR mm-hmm. feels threatened by western teams as far as doping or cheating on payments or it just seems immediately their their go to is well I'm going to sue well that's the american way <laughs> <laughs> But we sue other Americans. Yes. Americans don't go sue Kazakhs, you know. Yeah. And so I just find it really odd that the the it seems like the first response of a Russian republic uh, defending their name is not is is not doing what a Western team would do, which would be the marketing person would put something together with the team general manager, and they would say. You know, we're very disappointed to hear that this could possibly be in our team. We've reviewed our notes. We don't see where these any of these actions happen while they're on our team. But obviously, this is a fluid story. You know, a, a, a press release like we all we see it in from the NFL or Major League Baseball team or anyone else. Just something semi well written <laughs> that just says, you know, hey, we're sorry. We'll look into if this. Someone tried this in. You know, the, the the difference is typically like the Patriots. They've, they've wrapped, <laughs> no, and I'll just use them as a good example. Or, you know, um, the Penguins last year going into the playoffs. One game left, determined who you're playing, doesn't matter. <laughs> they might sit, sit a couple players, you know. Right. But you can't see a guy faking an injury. <laughs> well, you might see a guy fake an injury on the field to get a timeout. You know, but the the NFL kind of changes the rules to stop that from happening. Um, But a guy. 10 second runoff, uh, lost timeout. Wow, Lou Lemerello will not return to the Maple Leafs. Well, they didn't do well. They have won a championship in that town in. 1967. Jesus. (laughs) They make the Bills look pretty good. The Bills have never won a championship. Or they make the Bills, yeah, they make the Bills look good. Um. But like you can't, I can't see a player in an American professional sport, yeah, like faking an injury to just. I can see a guy. We've seen guys get disgruntled and say, "I'm not playing," right? <laughs> but then they don't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but this article is going to talk about how the the in, injuries that he supposedly created, swelling, swelling in the knees, and trying to get TUEs uh, that might help him. And he felt like he needed to to be competitive against other people, and so. Hopefully someday that, that hopefully that feeling that you have to do that to be competitive will stop. You've got here sky cannot race from behind. Again, they proved that they cannot race from behind. They had, I think, Benal was ended up only being uh, within the time overall, the three or four seconds, and they just they just can't figure out how to race from behind. Let's see if I've got the. Uh... He finished second, eight seconds. Eight seconds. And I think Rolick ended up with a time bonus on the on the final <laughs> stage for a few seconds to increase his lead. And so, you know... Richie Port, third. Yeah, he, he was riding well. He doesn't quite have Triple the gas sign, that he needs. Fourth. But, 
Rui Costa, there's another good one. I like yeah, Rui Costa. I like Rui Costa. World, former world champion. Um, kind of got a little lucky in the fact that Valverde he's wasn't going to chase him in the world championship. Daniel Martin, 10th. Well, he's he's not focused for the Giro, so he's he's right where he needs to be for getting ready for the Tour de France. All right. Um, all right, any predictions for for the Giro? I've got one. Yes. Chris Froome. DNF does not finish. No, because of his positive <laughs> test. Yes, you said it normally wouldn't go that way, but I saw that the UCI president said, "Sky, <laughs> why hasn't this guy been suspended yet?" True. Um, I have a feeling that this is just adding fuel to the fire. If he has a legal jersey, do they pull him out? Yep. They make him stop. Yep. Boy, that would be retribution for letting him race. Yep. <laughs> They've got to, at some point, they've got to make a point. Yes. Things, and it would have been in things, your best interest not to do this. Things and have to, to change in order for things to be fixed. Yes. And at this point, I feel like, you know, I don't know anything about cycling. I'm a casual fan. I probably know more than 90% of the people who don't watch cycling, but I'm still on the bottom 10% for the people that do watch cycling. I feel like change is coming. Well, it's been happening. We keep repeating the same well, things at least, at over least, and over again. At least again. we're talking about too many huffs on an inhaler, and we're not talking about yeah, a blood, blood in, institutionalized, <laughs> yeah. team-led... Hundreds and hundreds of thousands, millions of euros being transferred yes. in, uh, in, the dark, in, the dark, in the dark area of Listen, legality. I, is, is this the worst case of doping we've seen. Probably not. <laughs> no. But not even the close. fact that <laughs> we're down to this. <laughs> we're still talking about this nine months later. Yes. Well, it's because of the way they're handling, handling the situation. Yeah. It's, it's arrogance. And it must stop. Team Sky goes down. And him and Lance can ride off on the, in the sunset together. They do podcasts? <laughs> uh, from stages? I haven't seen... Uh, stages from... I haven't seen the Lance podcast in the last week, so... He's probably been busy. I wonder if he's going... He's probably traveling over to Jerusalem. (laughs) (laughs) I think he decided not to go. No, I think they said they were going. Still? I think so. I don't know. If we haven't heard anything, that might mean he might have changed his mind. You got a prediction? You got a a, a favorite? Well, I don't want to give my whole team away. (laughs) Well, people go to the the fantasy page and see your team. Well, I don't think you can see other people's teams until the actual start of the race Uh, when you can't change yours. uh, Because that keeps the... Well, if he's going to go that direction, then I'm going to go this. I direction. put my team together. I had 110 points. <laughs> <laughs> I was on 10. I was on 102 with what I wanted, and so I had to do. I had to drop my sixer to a four. I have a lot of fours. I was very top heavy on this one. Oh, wait, but very, I'm picking Dumoulin. Heavy. I'm picking Dumoulin. I think I have Dumoulin as well. Yeah. Um, you say it better than I do. It's because there's a Dumoulin that plays for the Penguins. Yes. <laughs> um, who do you like? Froome, Dumoulin, Aru? Anybody else? You, you just I also took one? a. Uh, it's we're good. It's just the. Uh, I also uh, I also took a root. Okay. Um, and then uh, uh, so it was nice. Um, Froome actually was worth more points than Dumoulin. So Dumoulin twenty four, I think. Yeah, Dumoulin, Dumoulin was has like eighteen. A, yeah, Dumoulin was a much. Uh, if you thought about it in gambling odds, I mean nine times out of ten, you always take the underdog. Froome um, is not going to finish this race. <laughs> I like. I love your confidence. He's not going to finish this race. It's awesome. I'm willing to put a. I'm willing to put the usual on it too. Ooh, I, I'm not taking it because I'm hot right now. <laughs> I'm not taking it. I, 
I thought it might happen, but out of respect for the Giro, I think the UCI... Out of respect for the Giro, I think the UCI will let him play through. Unless... Unless Cress Froome kind of semi-drops out of contention, like might be in third or fourth or fifth spot and not able to win, and so it doesn't affect the winner, then the Giro and the UCI might kind of do a little European gentleman's agreement where, like... Yeah... All right, so did you line up a sponsor for the fantasy, like for the Giro fantasy, or just save not. that for the? Uh, I the, have not. Okay. I, th- I thought we would probably make we. I thought we would keep the tour the same, um, and I'm sure Todd at Reality Bikes um, is good with that. So I was trying to think of something fresher to do for the Giro that. Might no, be I'm glad you. Work. I'm glad you remembered to do it a little bit earlier this time, <laughs> than, like the day before it starts, which is great. And I even texted back, "Hey, get us signed up for the, the, <laughs> the tour now." Yeah, you're at it now. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Mike. So, um, Mike set up a Velo Games fantasy contest yes. for the Giro. Um, I will give you. I'll, I'll put it in the uh, post with the the uh, podcast, and I believe I posted it on Facebook earlier today as well. If yep. you want into our fantasy Giro Velo Games, um, the fantasy code: go pick your team, hundred points. You. Between all the riders, you get two contenders, two climbers, two all-arounders, two sprinters, and two, like, a, a one or two wild cards. I can't remember what it was. Um, if you want to join our league, which would be awesome, you know, the Giro starts... Well, you don't just have to join our league. You put a team together and join Velo games, yeah. up to five. Uh, I remember when Velo Games first started, it seemed like a guy in his garage just having fun. One of those insomniacs that, yeah. like, is looking for something to do with his spare time when he's up at night. And it's, it's grown into a – it's very similar to how we've been doing Barman and uh, Bevo podcast where you just want to do it and you start and you, it just it just grows into, it, it grows into its own thing. I was actually at uh, Twilight. Uh, and, oh, that's uh, the other thing I meant to put and on here. People, pe- people were like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Oh. You know what it's time for. What's that? Tell Jess. Jess, we're going to be famous. <laughs> Violet, we're going to be famous. Uh, so, if you want to join the uh, the the Barman and Bevo podcast, Velo Games, the and we'll, code we'll come up with some prizes. One will be a, a healthy handshake from Mike Barman. <laughs> and, and, uh, and watch your ass, because uh, Bevo might be slapping it as Barman's got, got the handshake. <laughs> you ever putt with a wedgie? <laughs> all the kids are doing it. It's all their age. Uh, the code eight one zero. Five two six seven two one. Again, the Barman and Bevo podcast Velo Games code is. There's eight, no underscore in that. Eight one zero. No, that's just Barman and Bevo podcast <laughs> Velo, Velo Games. How can you do the fantasy code? How can you do that without a? How can you do that without an underscore? If you want to follow Mike Barman, back <laughs> underscore Coach Barman on Twitter. Uh, the Velo Games fantasy code is eight one zero five two six seven two one, and I'll post that on all of our social media as well. Um, how was Twilight? Um, I wasn't able to go to Walterboro because I had to officiate at the Velodrome, but I did uh, work for Swagger, which puts on the events uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was fantastic. It was a lot of work, but a very good time. The weather was beautiful on Saturday. Uh, it was all weekend was just fantastic. Um, the track club helped uh, hold at the uh, standing starts for street sprints. We had a great turnout. I thought everyone had a good time besides the fact that it wouldn't be twilight unless everything ran late. It wouldn't yeah. be twilight unless results. It takes a while to get results and all that. But 
I did think of something when we were in Spartanburg. We were trying to run an announcer on the back side of the course also. Mm-hmm. And so when we set up all the all the equipment, so just for, just for Spartanburg, we had um, t- 10 sets of speakers on one side of the course mm-hmm. and another set on, on the opposite side. So all of them cable run. So oh we had two, two sets of scissor lifts with, with the monitors up. We had uh, two, two separate towers that had monitors up. And then we had all the speakers at the soundstage. And then we were trying to run a microphone over to the opposite side. The course is rather narrow, so it was a pretty good run. And you can kind of see the stage from the opposite side um, when there's not much traffic. So we tested the wireless mic with very low traffic and the racers weren't there yet fine. and everything worked fabulously. Yeah. So we put it aside, set it down, we've got that. We moved on to doing to do to doing other stuff. Then then there's some people that started racing. The announcer for the backside shows up. She goes across the street, she tries to get it to work and it sounds it's like half on, half off like we have like we have here sometimes where it's just it's just off. Right. So we run a cable I tape it down to the middle of the street. Run a cable all the all the way to the other all the way to the other side. Nothing. Oh. Dead. Run a second cable. So now we have a wireless system and two dedicated microphone cables all the way to the other side of the course. And I don't know whether the cable was near a power supply or there was some other electromagnetic energy that when she would turn her microphone on, it would be okay <laughs> for a few seconds. And then it would just build and build, and the feedback would start building on the lower end. And, oh. um, but I thought of you. I was like, I was like, oh, you imagine if we had to do a live Barman and Bevo podcast with twelve sets of monitors. <laughs> <laughs> um, imagine how far my voice could get into. How did the team do? Um, Chad actually got twenty fourth at Twilight. Uh, Daryl raced his heart out. Uh, he was, um, Typen was in the race also. Did he finish second or third in one he of the races? He won Walterboro 2-3. I saw that on yeah. Facebook. Good Wild Boys, Good Wild guess. Boys got crazy when Daryl, uh, when Daryl won in Walterboro. It was a good result for him. Um, he was, he was hanging tough in Twilight. Probably made it about 30 laps in, or 25 laps in, and he was just about, 15 people too far back the gaps too many gaps were opening up in front of them and uh just wasn't quite able to make it and brian typen ended up 74th um to make sure that the finish went well they kind of cleaned up the back end of the the tail end of the uh of the group uh so they scored brian with uh with a couple laps to go uh john Kroom. uh Kroom looked good uh, Dan Holloway ended up winning speed uh, the uh, speed week, which included Walterboro on Wednesday, Spartanburg on Friday, Twilight on Saturday, and then Commerce on Sunday. And he did a very good job protecting his lead on on Sunday. It was actually uh, Frank Travieso. Yeah. Uh, ended up getting second. Oh wow. Um, yeah, he uh, he's he's, uh, he's always down at the DLD. He's been coming to the velodrome. He doesn't have a bike right now, a track bike right now. So we're trying to find Frank a bike so he can come come race more often. Um, so he did uh, he did very well. What happened to his bike? He sold it. Oh, okay. someone offered him so much money. So so <laughs> crew and crew was working with the Texas Roadhouse guys, making sure that Daniel Holloway had everything. He, um, 
was a was reasonable. Not that not that Hollywood needs a whole lot of help, but right. but it is always good to have teammates to travel around. Uh, all right. Well, I'm taking it you uh, missed the noon start on Saturday or the one o'clock start of the five stripes. I did not see any of the game. Oh boy. Started off train wreck. Train wreck? <laughs> the defense? I think they let in a goal around the between somewhere between the seven and ten minute mark, and Brad Guzan was livid. Because of the defense? In because the ball him? went right over his left shoulder. How did that happen? Why didn't he put his hand up? I don't know. Because he stinks a goal. <laughs> but it was the defense's fault for him not stopping the shot. <laughs> they might as well call him bling. Oh, he's an different, ass. different bling. He's an it's because of the shape. Another head. class. Wow, you hate Guzan. I cannot stand the guy. I know. Well, what did happen was Atlanta United rallied, scored four unanswered. Wow, I got the score right this week. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you're only off on one last time. Yeah, but I forgot about the late penalty kick. And you have a, and you had the correct out, out uh, the correct winner. So, um, Al Marone gets one on the penalty shot, I believe, to tie it. Then they bring in, uh, I want to say his name's Kevin Kratz. He came in in the second half, three minutes in. They get a, a, um, they get a set pieces at the top of the, the, the box. Wow. And he nails it. Over the wall. Set piece? Set piece. Over the wall, set piece, bend it like Beckham into the top corner. Wow. Goalie didn't even move. 15 minutes later, uh, Almarone scores. And then with maybe like 10 minutes left, they get another set piece, same spot. He hits it again. Right. Win four to one. Nice. Yes. Good result. Well, I see we're one point out of the lead in... It looks... The, I division. thought we were in the first place. Mm, I think we're in second. The, what surprised me the most when I looked at it earlier today is uh, Orlando Football Club is in third. Only three points out of where we should be. Yeah, but they're good. That's our rival, right? Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They weren't so good last year. Um, uh, I think, well, Atlanta got off to a slow start. So, uh, but then towards the end of the season, I think we beat Orlando both times. We tied them here. Oh, did we? That, game. that was the one where they opened up the upper deck? No. They, oh, we are in second place. I know. That's what I said. I saw earlier we were in first. I don't know what you were looking at, Bebo. Yeah, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Well, let's try to get our facts correct before we start the podcast. Whoa. <laughs> Simmer down. The Columbus Everyone always wishes sometimes they had a little barman volume control. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind getting put in my place every once in a while. And I did a good job with the notes, even you though, did a great I, job with even the though notes. I didn't share them with you. Like I said, you should have said something last time because I told you I had notes on the on the on the shared Google. You know, sheet. I don't know how to use Google. <laughs> Um, but I've been using the Google Sheet to kind of collect notes I'll, through the week. I'll, I like it. Yeah. Well, that way we can <laughs> some, see what each other's thinking. Some good content. Yeah. Well, yours is a little bit more. The race, the the cycling stuff's usually a little bit more in depth. Well, when Violet was born, he asked me to do a little more with. Yeah, uh, I needed some the, help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to pitch in. I'm a good teammate. Yeah, you are. Well, no complaints. The uh, the Columbus Crew sitting in fifth. Damn. Soon to be the Austin Crew. Oh really? Oh, you don't know about that? Well, I knew they wanted to. They're I not didn't. going to games anymore. They stopped going. The fans. Yeah. Because they announced. Yeah, the owner that, said that we're not The owner back. is a douche. Yes. We're not coming back. And, <laughs> so it went from save the crew to screw the crew. 
<laughs> Did they take out some electric billboards and take some photos? You know, they, they were at the draft with the Save the Crew signs. And <laughs> they're, they're, the best part was when they showed up at College Game Day <laughs> at the Horseshoe. Wow. Uh, I think Saturday night we have the Chicago Fire, another event I won't see. <laughs> 8 30. Uh, that should be. It's in Chicago, so who knows? We can put some iPads up. We can get some. Um, listen, Atlanta's playing well. Oh, you know why they had them at first? It was because of the goal differential. Oh. That's why the, the one thing I saw was goal differential. It wasn't the actual standings. Because uh, we're like we're outscoring teams like 19 to 9. Or it's something. crazy. Yeah. Um, Almiron, Dominant, Guzan, Fighting. I don't really have anything else other than <laughs> Joseph Martinez. Was that it again? Oh, what did he, did he, he pull got, the goalie again? He was offsides on a goal. Aww. He was offsides on a goal. Come on, kid. <laughs> How early in the game? It was... Uh, he did everything he could to avoid the goalie this time, too. It was hilarious. <laughs> he was dancing around him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was it a set piece or was it a... No, it was, a, it was like a cross or something oh. like that. I'll tell you what. The kid they got from Germany... That throws the crosses every game. God, he's on target every time. Nice. It's really good. It's really, like I said last week, they are really entertaining to watch. How, how far away from the World Cup are we? There's a World Cup this year? Not with us. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're about two months off. Is it just end, end of June? Is it just because we're not in? Is that why we're not getting that? I just started seeing ads on Fox Sports. Okay. It's going to flop bad. <laughs> Russia? So it's seven or eight and hours ahead. Seven or eight hours ahead in Russia, no US. <laughs> oh my gosh. No Italy. Who pay, who's got the rights? NBC? I think Fox. Oh. Let's see. Let's, um, the only thing how are we on time? We're at 45 minutes. All right. So we got Russia, Saudi, Egypt, Uruguay, Group A. Uruguay and Russia move well, forward. How, don't they do a ball? They do a ball. They, so they, that can't balls. be planned, but Russia's the one seed, so they get a, they get the best chance out of the group. Yep. Uh, Portugal and Spain in the same group again? Didn't that happen? Last time. They did, didn't it? Last time or two. That two just ago. doesn't seem fair. Who are the other two teams? Uh, Morocco and Iran. <sighs> Those two are moving on. Yeah. <laughs> France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. France and Denmark? That's a that's a odd pair. That's an odd odd Peru, soccer culture. Peru, Peru really doesn't ever make it into the World Cup. No, because it's so hard for them to get out of the South uh, America. South America. Yeah. What which what is that? It's we're Concacaf, so they are there. Um, Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. Are you ready for this? Iceland and Croatia. Any one of those four could move forward, though. Well, Nigeria always underachieves at the World Cup. They're usually the fastest team, but they can't. Oh, good for Costa Rica. They pulled Brazil, Switzerland, and Serbia. <laughs> Gosh, I hate I hate when we play Costa Rica. They play that us so been, hard. That could have been us. That should have been us. Um, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and Korea. That's, Germany, uh, Mexico. Oh, Sweden, that's, uh, that's uh, uh-huh. Zoltan <laughs> yeah. making his World Cup debut, I think. Is he? I, I, think so. they, I, I don't think they invited him. No, um, I think they did. Oh, really? I think because they're already planning. That's why he's playing in the MLS. Oh, to say To it. tune up. Uh, Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. 
Uh, Belgium and England. It should be. And then Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Colombia? I don't know the other team that's going to make it out of there. Poland, wow. maybe? I don't know. Japan's usually decent. I love watching Japan play Technical. soccer. It's like watching Little, little Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching Little Germany. But when, did we see... Did we go to the Japan-Dutch game with Kevin? Did we meet at Fado's? Is that what game we went to? I we might have because the the Dutch. Oh just no! Kept I think you ball. did. I don't know that the, I did. The Dutch just kept the ball up. Where they couldn't have it. <laughs> yeah, you got six foot four guys playing as five foot four guys. Five foot four guys. It was a very interesting, interesting, interesting round. Did you catch any of the NFL draft? I did. The Browns. Uh, well, I think Baker Mayfield is a better solution. Than Johnny Manziel. Oh, I think he's Johnny Manziel 2.0. I don't think uh, he's Without the drug and drinking problem. Uh, well, <laughs> I, think, I think he's a better pick. Can you name the last Browns quarterback to win a game? Brady Quinn? It's not that far back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Brady Quinn's been in the league for... Brady Kozak? <laughs> before. <laughs> I don't think... Brian Sight? Who? You don't know your Browns history? Who's Brian Syke? Brian Sype. Who the hell's he? He was the Browns. He was the Browns quarterback uh, during the um, before Kozar. The um, who, who, who is it? Ernest Biner. They get the the fumble. Was he the backup to Kozar? He was before Kozar. Oh, I think. Wow. He used to wear uh, like a black sleeve <laughs> on his arm, little guy, like Doug Flutie style. Okay. Like he'd just be running around, and then and then he'd just throw the ball fifty yards downfield, like on a dime. <laughs> Can you name the last Browns quarterback to win a game? Is it Whedon? No. You're close though. Mm, closer. Was, was Derek Anderson there? Who? He was, but it wasn't him. It wasn't him. All right, who was it? RG three. Did he win a game? Wow. Remember, they went 1-15 and, and then 0-16. Oh, and, <laughs> oh, and they won that one early. <laughs> early in the season. Um, all right, so I, I pulled a couple teams' grades from Yahoo Sports. Yeah, I kind of went through that. Well, Atlanta. I'd like to read the Mel Kuyper stuff, but that's on the and on the ESPN Insider. My, so Joe Vandura pulled out the old, clearly the <laughs> Chicago Bears don't know what the draft is about, and I said, I'm pretty sure it was the New York Jets. <laughs> Mm, what do you think? Of what? The, was, the, was the Bears draft worse than the Jets? This year? Yes. The Bears draft was good. Good? They got like an A. I think I've got the article up here still. Wow. Uh, Chicago. Whose draft did you like the most? Who do you think? The Bears got A minus. A minus. Nice. Packers, A minus. Whatever they don't have any Falcons. Uh, they don't have any rushers. They got no rushers out of the draft. Like defensively or running backs. No, we, uh, defensive end linebacker. They can't rush the quarterback still. And <laughs> we don't know what system they're playing on. Defense Dom anymore. Capers doesn't rush the quarterback. Dom Capers. players play. <laughs> Dom coaches. Capers does not coach the Green Bay Packers anymore. Dom Capers didn't. Dom Capers was not the problem. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Didn't the uh, didn't the Packers trade down? They traded down and then traded back up. <laughs> <laughs> so they had the the fourteen, 
they traded it away to get like 20 seconds and I go to bed and I get a news alert on my phone like five minutes later Packers draft cornerback <laughs> what? they couldn't be the 20 second pick already they were just at 15 they traded from 14 to 22 back down to like 16 or 18 I still can't believe the crowd booed when Aikman Staubach okay. and uh, Good job. what was it Good. A- A- Aikman Staubach and Whitten. oh Witten the best part was, I can't believe you guys are booing the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> what a dickhead Goodell is. <laughs> Every time he came out, too, they booed him. Yes. Oh. Um, what did I end up with? I ended up with a weird... Your your Detroit Lions. My, who's coaching that team now? Wayne Fonts. <laughs> Jim, Jim Caldwell's gone. Your Detroit Lions get a D. A D? Could, who's coaching the team? I don't know. How do we not know who's Here's coaching the best the part. The Packers got an A- and they drafted a punter. Who drafts a punter? <laughs> <laughs> um, some teams will draft. Usually if it's, it's a like court, you take them. <laughs> uh, what round was it? Nine or eight or ten even? Um, Where do they go? Twelve rounds? I don't even know anymore. I stopped watching. They took. Well, a, I don't. I don't watch that stuff. They took I mean, a punter in the fifth round. Who did? The Green Bay Packers. From what school? J.K. Scott. I don't know where he's from. He might be. Oh, he might be the kid from Alabama. That's. I was wondering. That's. That that's box. why. They, that's why they took him. <laughs> <laughs> the kid can punt 60, 70 yards. That's who that is. And he's. And he's steel. Um. <clears throat> see, Witten retired. Who? Jason Witten. Yeah. Good for him. He's taking the Monday Night Football job. <laughs> You're kidding. Is he well, good at it? now it's rumored that he's being pursued by another network. Oh, to go with Romo? I don't know if he'd go with Romo, but... Then uh, where does Jim Nance sit? <laughs> Doesn't he have his own studio? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the story today was Witten was supposed to take the Monday Night Football job to take over John Gruden, and now there's another network after him to oh, do... Oh, on ESPN. Yeah, so... Interesting. Good for him. I got bills at a season. What did he get? Didn't they take it off week? Didn't they go for the rest week? Didn't Romo and Witten go But Witten's married. Romo wasn't. Didn't they go to Mexico? Romo's married. I don't think they were married at the time. Oh, is this a ways back? You remember that? I think it was off week. It was off week and they went to Cancun like on Monday, (laughs) Tuesday, Wednesday. Or uh, Cabo or something like that. Wasn't, something. Don't I remember that story? I think is that, it, that, is that, that sound right? That might be. Um, well, I guess as broadcasters, they don't have to worry about it. So Atlanta gets a B. And Do you, you okay with them taking uh, the wide receiver Riley? in the first round? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You think Julio's done? Well, I mean, Julio's not, Julio's not a 16-game guy. I mean, he never has been. But, well, I think last year he played all sixteen games. Yeah, but he but wasn't he had a down down year production. He, he wasn't a hundred percent for for all, for all those games, and, and you know having Julio run routes does a lot to open up other other people. So, I mean, I don't <clears throat> I don't mind. I, you I know the defense is much improved. Um, I don't he, think they can afford him. Julio? Yeah, he still has two years left on his contract. I think he's only got one. No, he's got two. No, I think he's in the last mm. year. You saw the story, right? I saw the story. He has two years left on his contract. The problem is he's now the fifth or sixth best paid wide receiver, and that's what he's upset with. 
but he did sign he did sign the contract, and it might be one year plus a one year team option at that at that price. And so they might renegotiate that. But I guarantee you, if they renegotiate it, it'll have play fourteen games, play fifteen games type of you know. I don't think the Falcons mind playing Julio. Paying Julio if he can play in all the games and is and is healthy sure. and the Falcons are going to the playoffs each year. Yeah. Um. And so that adds a number of games also. And I, so I'd be surprised if they didn't make it this year. I, I mean, I think they could come back even a little bit stronger this year than they were last year and still miss the playoffs. No, I think the division's weaker now. I, we obviously Tampa's got their issues. They're not. They're not going to be in contention. Yeah, I, but they'll I get think, a weaker schedule. I mean, the Falcons' schedule is is they got tough. Tools. Again, again. Yeah, they could go. But you know, they they don't they play the Eagles the first week. No, they they got the Packers again on the the schedule. The Packers again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we get. I don't know. And then you got the the AFC East. So you got the Bills, the the Jets, and the Patriots. Besides the conference, and and Tampa Bay doesn't doesn't lay down and play dead. Yeah. I mean, those games are. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. The the Falcons might not have that division. The Packers do. I don't know that I looked at thought. I did see that the. The Packers and Falcons are playing each other again. Yeah, and I don't think they have the Patriots, but they have somebody else from the AFC. They probably have the AFC uh, Central. Um, well, it's not the the Central's not the problem. It's it's their their like guest AFC isn't isn't all that. It'll be interesting. I think I think. Well, they could they could be a better team. They could play better, and they can have a worse schedule mm-hmm. this year from last year. And that's that to me. I do enjoy that about football. Unlike base, unlike Major League Baseball, where you always where the Tampa Bay Rays fans believe don't believe they have a chance. While you're talking about that, did you see the story today? There could be seven teams in Major League Baseball that lose a hundred games this year. That's impossible. They're saying it's going to happen. I don't think that. I don't think that can happen. Mathematically, really, there was an article on on Yahoo this morning that said this could be the end of Major League Baseball. There could be seven teams that lose a hundred games. I don't think so. I'll, put, I, I'll swear I, the article. I don't. I don't. I don't disbelieve that it is on track to do that. But things happen. Things. Sure. Things. Things change. You know the the way it is presently isn't. Um. Well, I mean, you look at a team like the Indians who went to the World Series two years ago, and they are struggling. And they they virtually got the same team. Well, there are. I hate that race to the bottom stuff that the NBA and all and 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 that do. Well, baseball is different because the drafts are so the drafts unpredictable. Are so, are so much more unpredictable, and yeah. and there's so and many more. more of a long, a lot of the kids are more of a long term so project. I don't think that. And Pitt, they thought Pittsburgh was going to lose a hundred games this year, and they're and leading the. Yeah. They're leading the central. Yeah, we have the Steelers on October seventh. That was the game. And I would rather play the Patriots than the Steelers in the middle of the season. Yeah. Before bye week or? No, oh, we do get the Browns. Uh, our, the yeah, then he's got the week. Bengals and the Ravens too. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the. Um, I don't think the bye week is until week eight. If you've got the Steelers and Browns, you've got the Bengals and, and Ravens. Right. Yeah. That actually works out in your favor. Well, someone's going to be better. And but you do think the Browns are going to make the playoffs? the Browns are going to the playoffs, so I don't know what you're talking about. Did <laughs> uh, I say 9-7, 10-6, good I enough to get said, in? You said they just get in. You said yeah. they get in the playoffs, and I, agree. I, I kind of agree with you. I think Tyrod Taylor can get them through yes. a certain amount of games, 
until uh, what's his name's ready, if he's even ready next year. Right. Um, Man, we do we do have the Packers again. Yep. We have the Cardinals. Do we have the Cardinals? Could be tough. Didn't they get a quarterback? Yeah. Well, Can't remember who, but they got a. Quarterback. We do have the Jets though. The Jets. Oh no! I'm sorry. That's preseason. My bad. My okay. bad. It's hard to read this. I just don't like starting off with the Eagles. Uh, let's move on to Falcons at Eagles Sunday night. Oh, that game's for the birds. <laughs> um, and then we go. So we go Eagles, Panthers, Saints. Yikes! Bengals. Yikes! Steelers. Oh, there's your bye week against the Bengals. <laughs> Is Marvin Lewis still there? Yeah. I saw. By the way. Herm Edwards, his starting quarterback, transferred. Uh, already? <laughs> yep, he's gone. I want you to hand to the right, and then you're going to hand to the left. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I'm done. I'm done. Um, all right, NHL playoffs. We're watching Tampa Bay and Washington, or Tampa Bay and Boston. Yeah, the Bruins came out strong in the first game in uh, in Tampa. Everybody wrote, won a road game early. Yeah. All the series are tied. Capitals, for, yeah. Capitals lost on the road, game one, won game two. Uh, Las Vegas smoked San Jose in, in game one, 5 nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then got smoked back the next double overtime. Two double overtime games in the second round already. <laughs> That's rough. Your Atlanta Thrashers looking good. Winnipeg? <laughs> Barry Melrose has them going to the finals. With Kovalchuk? <laughs> With Kovalchuk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> There might he said he was coming back or something. Looking like the Rangers are going to throw a bunch of money at him and just crap, crap. Is he in the KHL? Yes, I believe he plays with Moscow, the Dynamo. I'm not sure. I wonder what his stats are like. Decent. He had a down year like three or four years ago, and then he bounced back. I like that guy. And he's a solid player. I don't know if he'll be able to adapt back to the NHL size of the rink. Here comes Kovalchuk, Russian sniper, coming to the states to start negotiations. Mm-hmm. July first. Wow. Barry Bonds or uh, Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called it Barry Bonds Day. Um, Brad Marchand, did you see the the story about him licking people? Uh, no. Getting in their face. We're not. We're not talking about people licking people. The NHL had to step in and said, "Stop licking people." <laughs> we're not. We're not talking about this. Um, pens. Pens look okay. It's going to be a tough one. Seven-game series. You knew that. Yeah, I knew. Well, it's Washington. It's going to go seven. Washington's due, so I would not be surprised if they move on. Yes. Uh, just the odds are not in... The odds are against us at this point. They've never been past the second round. But when you think about it, it's crazy, because when you talk about flipping a coin, your odds are the same each individual coin flip. Right. But at some point... The, but it's seven games. Right. At some point, you've got to lose. You don't have to. You don't it have happens. to. Yeah, it happens. And the odds are that it is. Yeah. Weird odds. It's, yeah. No. <laughs> this is, it's a small odds. percentage. It's got to yeah. be like 51 or 52%. But yep. it's enough to, to make you worry a little bit at this point. Um, Kentucky Derby is Saturday. One of my favorite events. I haven't even read Fastest up Fastest two minutes. I have no idea who's running. Let's see. 20 horses. I know that much. Really? Oh, they think it's open then. Yeah. 20 horses. Um, How much is the entry fee for that? It's going to be half a million? Each Quarter horse? million? No. 100,000? Then I was thinking more in, in that. The range. winner makes like 
ten million dollars. Yeah, but twenty horses pay a million dollars each. Hmm. But they've got they've got KFC to pay for that. <laughs> yum, <laughs> yum brands. Yum brands. <laughs> KFC is like camping. Every now and then you y- just Young go to Young Brands and uh, what's the Longinus? Oh man, Google pulled it right up. I started with entry fee and it pulled right up for Kentucky Derby. Because what is it? 25000 25000 that's it? Yep. Gronk has a horse I think that might be in it. I think it pulled up oh, dude. Uh, earlier in the season. I think it's named Gronk too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that this week. Um, oh, I'm sorry. 25000 to enter the Derby May 1st. Twenty five thousand to start, so fifty. Yeah, so fifty thousand total. Twenty horses or twenty five. Just throw twenty five. That's a Brewster's million play. Whoa! <laughs> That's a twenty five thousand and a horse. I, I don't think the kids. I don't think the kids listening will understand that one. Maybe we should have EPTC does Brewster's million. No, we should maybe when we run out of content at some point, we just throw in a Barman and Bevo watch a movie. And do a, a commentary on it. Like, cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit, Brewster's Millions, it's like Major you're just, League. It's like you're just on the couch with us. <laughs> so you're just having to sit at a bar with us and we're watching a movie. Movies are the worst at bars. Uh, I remember the one Christmas I worked at at, um, at uh, Miller's Ale House. It was Christmas Eve. At 8 o'clock, all the TVs went on to the Christmas story. Really? <laughs> For six straight hours. <laughs> I said, if I'm stuck here, we're watching this movie nonstop. Well, that's cool. But there's nothing else on anyway. Right. There's no games or anything. True. Um, anything on the Derby? You got a favorite in there? Uh, I don't personally. No, but is there a favorite? Usually listed? I pull, I'm pulling it up now. Usually I pull towards the Florida horses. Um, Justifies three to one. Mendelssohn is four to one. Audible is thirteen to two. Magnum Moon eight to one. Magnum Moon. Bolt Sell it Sundays. <laughs> uh, Good Magic eleven to one. Vino Rosso Ooh, sixteen like to one. one. Hofburg eighteen to one. Noble Indy twenty to one. Salamini twenty twenty two to one. My Boy Jack twenty five to one. Entice twenty five to one. Promises fulfilled thirty three to one. Free drop Billy thirty three to one. Flame away thirty three to one. Restoring hope forty to one. A bunch of forty to one. Bunch fifty to one. And one sixty six to one. Dream baby I'll dream. I'm, I'm sixty six to one. I'll take it. That's a num- oh. That's a lucky number. <laughs> dream baby dream. Let's find out about this horse. Google Google pulled it right up for me. She a Philly. I don't know yet. Oh man, it had to go all the way to the horse racing news. You know we're in trouble. <laughs> um, it has like Pittsburgh Steeler. Oh, done. <laughs> it has like the its colors is like totally Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, uh, Dream Baby Dream is actually the racing stable. The trainer is Stephen M. S. Musen, uh, bred in Kentucky, um, from Mischief. And Gelator by Song and Prayer is the sire, super, super dad or whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Arkansas Derby. Um, oh, they haven't paid their fee yet. Oh no! It's not May. It's not May. It's um. Not tomorrow's May first. Yeah, tomorrow's May first, and so it says possible. 
and no wins. What? Seventh at the Arkansas Derby. How did this horse get in? Uh, and they want to go to the show. I mean, twenty five thousand. You probably get at least one free mint julep and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and some wings. We got the souvenir cups. Do they eat wings at the Derby? There's probably too much white on for wings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you eat at What do you eat at the Derby? It's probably like a a lot of third and fourth. It's probably like a lot of shrimp cocktail or <clears throat> uh, lost Magnum Moon in Arkansas. Yeah, but finished seventh in Arkansas. Uh, didn't go to Florida at all. It's usually easier for me when they go to when they go to Florida. Um, um, no, we're talking about a long shot that may not even be in the, the race. <laughs> it had if none, he's in, if he's in, I will bet on him. No, none of the other horses besides Magnum Moon that it went away, it went against and lost to, is actually going to the Derby either. Isn't that odd? That's weird. did I say Captain? No, it's Magnum Moon. There's also oh, a captivating we're talking about Dream Baby Dream. We are, but okay. Magnum Moon won. And then that's the one it got seventh in. Magnum Moon won. Quip got second. Solomini got third. I think Solomini was in the. Uh, All right, we got a couple things left here. Yeah, Solomini's in at twenty-two to one. It actually got third. Dream Baby Dream got seventh. Yeah, I'm taking you didn't go see the Avengers. Not interested. I wouldn't ever. Okay. I only watched Iron Man because you told me to. Yeah. And it was on free cable. <laughs> <laughs> Solo comes out in four weeks. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Not interested in Deadpool? Any any other movies this summer you're interested in? No. I'm really Jurassic only... World 2? No, I don't I never I never even watched Jurassic. Mm. Um Jurassic Park. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. What else is coming out? Uh Deadpool 2. Um Sure, there's another Marvel movie in there. I really only care about Solo because I'm not going to see any other. I'll see yeah. the Avengers eventually. You know, usually it'll be some, um, like a history piece. If there's a good history piece. I actually did see the um, the um, uh, Dunkirk. How was that? It was good. But now that I have Netflix, yeah, I've been rolling through Ken Ken Burns like nobody's business. I yeah. went through the Roosevelts in like four days. I went through. And you know that's more my genre, kind of. I'd rather I'd rather learn something about about where the country was and 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 that than to, than. We're okay. You tell me to shut up. No, keep going. <laughs> it's all good. There we go. We should be okay now. <laughs> we went no, a little bit longer good. than the last couple, so it's fine. No, that's fine. Um. Sorry, we were on 45. I thought we were running out of content. We're we just one, rolled it. 110. <laughs> we just rolled it. Um, I think someone did say that the podcast is too long. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but we're normally like 115. I know. Huh. We just can't jam all this stuff into... Well, you can break it up into pieces each week. So if you have a 30-minute car drive, then you That's know... That's how I listen to my podcast. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll actually like, listen to... It four trips to get through Adam Carolla for doing one episode. <laughs> How often does he... Uh, every day. Every day? Yes, yeah, so I don't listen to all of them at this point. Plus, there's a couple other podcasts. I like, like I told you, I like Alexi Lawless. That every one's one, good. Every once in a while, I'll listen to Lance. The only thing I didn't like about Lawless, it was, it was almost going to be better watching it visually. because yes. Because he's doing it like a TV show. He's so show. animated. You, you, yeah. Not seeing him... 
in yeah. Um, all right, so Saturday, Dick Lane Velodrome. Yeah, Friday night, the Kieran. for Speed Sprints, and Saturday is the Kieran. I'm going to try to iron on some numbers on swim caps that we had bought for going over the helmets. Okay. I don't know how I got in charge of this, but no one else wanted to do it, so we're going to roll with it. And we're going to record Saturday night. Yeah. After the event over the, at... Uh, at the SF. after party. Hopefully so, John Croom, even though he doesn't get us any listeners... <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give him a piece of my mind. We should have. Pro- I think now that I think about it, we should have broke that one into two. I've been saying that for months. No, you said you said you said you wanted you should you thought one was better. No, I said after the fact we should have made it two. <laughs> it was too long. That's okay. You live and you learn. We know we know moving forward if we do a two hour one, it's going to be two episodes. So. Um, all right, so we'll record Saturday. We'll have a good group of, of people. We'll have some of the East Track guys. We'll have John Croom. Our acoustics, are, our technical ability should be up a little bit from where we were. A year ago. A year ago. That um, was the first time we tried that. Yeah. I'm sure Seth Snyder will be around. Chris and Unziato will probably be there. Oh! Maybe we can... How long have you been using my name in vain? <laughs> Maybe we can get a quick round of Jeopardy against <laughs> We're Dude. gunning for you, Nunziata. <laughs> We're gunning for you. <laughs> I watched Jeopardy the other night. Chris absolutely believes there is zero chance that he could lose. I know. Which puts him into the Cliff Clavin zone. <laughs> Three people. When the categories get fixed. <laughs> bar Three foods, people. bar trivia. Well, what is it? As long as Cliff hasn't bet more than... 18,000. Like 7,100. 7,100. <laughs> oh, we don't need to see that, Alex. Oh, Scott Patton, good seeing you this weekend. Yes. Uh, he race official? Motorcycle. Race official on the moto. He probably drove hundreds and hundreds of miles oh. around the same course over and over and over again. Man. I can't believe they don't give those guys a break and get someone else on a moto for a little while. It is what it is. All right, so that does it for episode 38. Um, we do, did you see Chris Annunziata's review of us on Facebook? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awesome. Better than cereal? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Chris, thank you for rating us. We appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. Um, Mike and I enjoy doing it, and uh, it gives us a chance to... See each other every week. And I got hot dogs two weeks in a, two two shows in a row. I really did them up nice today. They were I'm nice. working on the uh, the chili packets. I figured out how to get them. <laughs> I gotta have Jimmy go to Wegmans next week before he comes. <laughs> Jimmy O from Buffalo. Oh, I talked to my brother today. He's like, I finally listened to the Joe Vandura podcasts. <laughs> what did he say? He goes, like, he gave me a stat correction on one of the stories. Did he? Yeah. Uh, we had our reality right here, and he's in the family now. No, uh, the guy who grabbed Malarchuk's neck wasn't the trainer Pelosi. He was Puzzatelli, <laughs> but he was also in Maggie's class. Um, and then he said, "When when Dad said that Mark Roy had a shit fetish, I nearly I nearly fell out of my seat on the train." <laughs> so, so, Jay Vanderell listened. To, I talked to him today. He texted me. He's like, "I just listened to the podcast. God, is that funny?" <laughs> he goes, "He goes, you know, it's it's dad." I go, "Yeah." You, you, I wasn't sure if he's going to be able to perform, and he just started laughing. <laughs> so, um, and, and I posted something the other day. 
45 people will listen to that episode. Well, you and said there's 12, 12 missing? 31 only listened to the second one. <laughs> so either my dad pissed off some people. <laughs> or they already knew the rest or, of the or, stories. Or they already knew the rest of the stories. <laughs> um, all right, so if you like the podcast, rate us on iTunes, rate us on Podbean, rate us on Google, or rate us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, what is it, Google Friends and Me? Google Play. Are we on, what are we on? Google's friend Do I need a Google Plus account? <laughs> um, you can find us on social media. Mike uh, is on LinkedIn if you need to have <laughs> You still get me on that. Um, we're both on Facebook. Michael Vandera, Michael Barman, uh, Barman and Vivo podcast on Facebook. That's where I do most of the social media posts. We'll try to get some Juro fantasy prizes together and more uh, concrete links to where to sign up for your teams. We five, love having you all. Five uh, seconds of hand-holding. What was it last year? Uh, Pete Wicker. I think Pete Wicker did a team. Yeah. Uh, it was, Scott it was, had it was fun. Scott had a team. A couple guys at the shop had a team. Yep. I think Dan- Brick Dangerblade had a team. Yep. Uh, Kevin probably had a team. We had like 20... Yeah, we were pretty slow. We were people. pretty slow on. Uh, Kyle, Conley couldn't get it figured out the night before. <laughs> yeah, Brian. I'll text him. I'll text him the the Velo games. I'll text Joe had a team across the street. Yes, that uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, uh, you know, some of the prizes will be five seconds of hold handing with Barman and Vivo. <laughs> One we'll free hug. <laughs> Uh, we'll give out Lance. A pat uh, on the ass. Uh, live strong bracelets. <laughs> the Lance Armstrong poster. <laughs> live strong bracelets. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Love strong bracelets. <laughs> nice. Are we doing stages for the tour? We're not going to do it for zero? Uh, we'll, let's see how the schedule goes. Maybe we can do a couple recaps. I'd like to get prepped for the tour. So okay. the nice thing about the Giro, it's very similar for podcasters. It kind of gets you... Uh, and I don't think we need to do the tour every day. Maybe what we'll do is we'll record the normal episode. Right. And then after it, we'll do like a 30-minute Stooges episode. Right. And then I was getting a microphone for myself. Um, so maybe... Oh, for, so we can record. So maybe if I'm at home or yes. even if I'm traveling, we can set up a time. You should be um, able to get a, a blue... Snowball for like fifty bucks. I went to two of the scariest places I've I've ever been to over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby. I'll, I'll give you the the um, mic from um, Rock Band. Okay, that's got a USB port. Okay, that'll um, work. So I went to Hobby Lobby. Okay, to look for iron on numbers Letters. and stuff for the Kieran helmets and that. Did you find them? Um, yes. Okay, but the place is scary. There's scary people. right over here. Yes. All, it was very odd. And then I had to go to Guitar Center to get plug-ins told me and, about that. and stuff on a Sunday afternoon. Sure and I thought I, had it, I thought I had it rough on retail on a Saturday afternoon. Those poor people at Guitar Center. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Should have just gone to Fry's. Well, I didn't. I, uh, Guitar Center was on the way back yeah. from where I was heading. Yeah. And, and I knew they already had the clips. Um, so I wasn't sure if Fry's had all that stuff. All right, um, yeah, so we can do that. I'll give you that. I got that mic upstairs. I'll give cool. it to you. Um, but I thought that'd be easier for us, so we didn't have to. Yeah, because then I, I just got to buy the software to do the phone recording. Okay. That's fine. It's like 40 bucks. Oh, is it that much? Yeah. We'll, uh, take, we'll take it out of our revenue. What revenue? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my deep pockets. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at 
underscore Coach Barman uh, at Bevo8771. I believe my profile is now public. <laughs> <laughs> and Barman and Bevo Pod on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Uh, oh, actually, we'll have an episode for you Saturday or Sunday night. Uh, and maybe again on Monday we'll record another episode. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you very, very soon. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law will allow